Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. This is the Stad Shaban Del Mas. The floodlights are on. It's really, it's actually a nicer stadium at nighttime, I have to say, during, during the day, but it's got so much history. I remember watching this stadium in the 1998 World Cup. There's something very kind of uh, distinctive about it, William Davis. Oh, welcome along to the podcast. Connacht have won 33-27, and I'm talking about the World Cup in 1998, hey, such as me, but hey, such as life. Well, they played in the 1938 Soccer World Cup here as well, so um, the stadium has been around a while. It's seen some interesting games, some mad games. Not quite sure it ever saw anything quite as bonkers as uh, this afternoon's fair. Yeah, it's got that whole Art Deco from that era and feel to it. It's quite a place to visit. This was quite an experience for Connacht. And as was the case in the 1997-98 season, when Connacht famously came down here under Warren Gatland and won a game no one ever gave them a chance of winning and reached the uh, quarterfinal. All sorts of players involved that day. Mervyn Murphy was one of them, current Irish video analyst and a Connacht a legend back in his day and many others too and what a win that was that day and it's kind of something poetic that 20, what, 20, uh, 21 years on kind of come back here and get out of jail and get to the quarterfinals again 22 but anyway uh, who's counting well if it was the 97-98 season I was trying to do my maths yeah. it, was, it was October can I say 21 season fine 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 we'll go with that uh, yeah you, you had um, yeah back coach Nigel Carolyn was on that team too um, so yeah it's the other thing about this place the, the acoustics are fantastic I'd say when it's full, it must be deafening in here because it, you know, there was only maybe ten thousand people if there was that here today, and the noise was brilliant. And you know, yeah, with, with with a full crowd, this place must absolutely rock. What a result! What a game! It, like if a few people will be listening that didn't get a chance to listen or follow it, so don't. We can, we're not putting this down as an all-time rugby classic. No way. It was a shootout, uh, and it was f- fiercely entertaining at times, but uh, patchy as well. Well, it was madcap. It was shapeless at times, a bit directionless. Uh, I'm not great words here. I'm not really sure how up for it Bordeaux were, but kind of kept giving them opportunities. And then when they did get in the lead, they played a little bit of rugby. Uh, but kind of kept going and kept trying, and somehow they they got the job done. You know, the 70th minute they were they were dead and buried. They went a length of the field try, which looked like. You know, something like barbarians against New Zealand many years ago. Guys just running lines and passing. And and then Jack Carty steps up, sees an opportunity. Bordeaux were just trying to get this game finished so they get off the pitch. Their passing slowed down. He grabs the ball and he's in under the posts. And it's, that's the sort of game it was. It was just end to end. It was a shootout. Yeah, I, I mentioned it to um, talking to some of the, the, the kind of clan, which we might be hearing in a little while afterwards. I wrote down, with three minutes to go, we kicked the ball away. And as I went, why? And I wrote down, why? Jack Carty intercepted (laughs) and went. And I went, so that Jack Carty could intercept and score a winning try. You know, he's just been picked for Ireland. Of course he's going to do that. Yeah, Blade had a role to play in the uh, length of the field try that William has just mentioned, which really has to be seen to be believed. Try the season for Connick so far? Yeah, I think so, because they were defending their own line and I mean they were hanging on by their fingernails. If if Bordeaux had kicked a penalty there, drop goal, scored a try, game's over. You're not coming back from that, it's finished. But they kept at it, they got the ball back, and they didn't panic. They looked around, they saw that Bordeaux were just a bit lackadaisical and they saw bits of space, run into space, make a bit of space, fix a few defenders, and suddenly they're they're up and over halfway. And Dominic Robertson McCoy drew a defender passed inside and there's Matt Healy sure he scores in every European game <laughs> two tries today well that's, yeah, why, why not he just loves Europe 
five tries for Connacht, 33 points to 27. Our Emmett, uh, Emmett McNamara, edits all our podcasts, was over here and he uh, is involved in the story of the game today and he's also stitching it together back home in a different timeline. Oh, I think he's stitching it while he's here. I don't know how well he'll stitch it together, but he wants to stitch it together before he hits home. So he's brought his laptop with him and I think he's going to do it over the next few hours. So shout out to Emma who's putting up with that on this trip. Um, but uh, fair play. And craggy crew never stop working. That's the point. Here's Emmett. Here's Niall. Uh, we're also going to hear maybe bits and bobs from Alan and Lindley who recorded stuff for our uh, Twitter and Goyway FM Twitter as well. So the story of the game coming up. Okay, Emmett, we, we just arrived at the ground. We're getting into our places. It looks like most of the people are still at the Jello Vest protest. So what are you looking for today? Um, I don't think we can be uh, too fussy about it. I think we should really just be focusing on getting the win. The win is the most important. If We, we can try and push on for a bonus point, but you just have to nail down the win first. It's hard to predict. I know it's such a cliche, but it's hard to predict how they will approach this game. They may not care... They may play with a lot of pride because they're at home. Very cliched, but it is true. The older days, whichever French team turns up. Okay, we'll talk to you all in 20 minutes. Well, welcome over here. We're just discussing the try. William Connacht have scored. Matt Healy with the try in the corner from a line-out. Brilliant move. Bundyaki, you're giving great credit for there just fixing a defender in the centre. Yeah, but it was just right. It's the first time Connacht have got into the 22 and to come away with points like that is absolutely excellent. It's a difficult enough conversion for Horowitz here out, but they'll be delighted with that. They've bestowed a little bit of pressure, but once they got in a chance to attack, they were very, very determined in what they did simple passing out but Bundy fixed the defender made a bit of space and Matt Healy as he tends to do in Europe he just loves scoring tries in Europe beautiful step from Healy because right, he, he got the ball in great position but he still had to have the footwork to get around the defender and score in the left hand corner left hand touchline conversion for David Horowitz great opportunity belts it towards the post it's a hard kick for sure and it's gone to the left and wide so it's 5-0 to Connacht so Emma's 20 minutes in Connacht are just after getting their second try through Quinn Roo great powerful drive off the mall and recycled fairly well um, it's not going too bad yeah it's been going quite well um, there was a yellow card as well which seems to have uh, helped Connacht uh, somewhat um, they don't seem to be too interested at the moment um, our team are doing very well they're playing collectively they seem to be trying to work it wide an awful lot and Matt Healy's seen a lot of balls so far so uh, yeah yeah good start and David Horowitz has just added the conversion so that's Connacht 12 Union Begley Bordeaux 3 we'll talk to you again on half time maybe 15 metres from their line with Bordeaux now having a line out in the Connacht 22 the score Bordeaux 13 Connacht 19 three tries to one though William Davis in Connacht's favour and since our listeners were last with us Connacht have got another try lots of good work from Connacht just fixing defenders but in particular Matt Healy beautiful footwork and he set up Tiernan O'Halloran we'll talk about that in a second because Bordeaux have taken that line out and Connacht are defending it so let's stick with the play Connacht really want to hold on to this lead before half time right? absolutely crucial for them they just want to give them nothing in this last phase 
is Bordeaux are really only interested when they're inside the Connacht 22 the rest of the game sort of is taking place at half pace but they're Here's quite dangerous Here's a chance for Bordeaux they've just got through at the fringe of the rook and they're in for the try an absolute nightmare from a Connacht perspective to give you a little bit more of a perspective Gavin Thornbury was in over that ball looked like he was going to wrestle it when he didn't he wasn't in his pillar position William Davis and no one stepped into it maybe more importantly from Gavin's point of view and Cameron I will just double just confirm who the scorer was in a second but main point is they've got to try very simple Pete Wilkins and the defence coordinator will be absolutely disgusted with that just a lack of concentration nobody picked up the position but once he didn't get his hands on the ball there was just a gap mile wide and uh, they plotted through for the try so it's really one of these shootout European games it's just score for score so I'm at half time uh, disappointingly Connacht are in a point uh, a point behind 2019 um, three mistakes gifted uh, Bordeaux 17 17 points um, we scored three fantastic tries with lots of invention uh, what do you think? Yeah, especially the third try for Connacht was a thing of beauty, to be quite honest. It was as tasty as a Chateaubriand, to be honest. It was gorgeous. And if, if the highlights appear online, please look at it, because it was wonderful. It changed direction in midfield twice, and a, a gap as big as all outdoors opened up. Matt Healy went through and then passed off to Turner Holler and a touchdown. It was gorgeous. Um, yeah, very disappointing that we are scoring tries like that and then making mistakes and just giving them back points. Just before half time, we had soft defence around our own ruck, or their ruck, and uh, one of their forwards just picked and went through the middle and dotted it down, and it was just easily avoidable. That's true, that's true. Okay, folks, we'll talk to you all in 60 minutes. Here go Connick. They won. They won possession from the 22 restart. There's a pass from Aki. It goes to ground, and Bordeaux have turned it over. Cameron Rookie's picked it up. He's laid it off, and Baptiste Serrano is in for the try. Oh, what a blow to Connacht. Bordeaux led by one point. They're now going to stretch that lead to eight because he scored to the left of the post. For now, though, it's 25-19. Connick got away with one a few minutes ago they didn't get away with that one didn't get away with that one the forced pass by Aki he's been looking a little bit frustrated out there there was nobody running a line for him and he tried to put a whip on the whip on the pass didn't happen and this time Bordeaux were in for an easy try you could say that's their fourth try and it's four mistakes every try good play by them but they've come off it now it's getting difficult for Connacht very much so so I'm at 60 minutes in or just over 60 minutes, 61 minutes in, uh, Bordeaux 27, Connacht 19, not really going to plan this second half. Not really, we're, we're, we're spluttering a little bit, we're, we're, we're yeah, a lot of knock-ons, forward passes, just we're giving them room to manoeuvre and they're, they're very efficient and they're taking that room. Um, uh, Caleb Blade and Jack Hardy came on and for a period of time maybe 10 minutes it seemed to step up the pace a little bit we were looking good we were looking energised but we're making mistakes again and it's just it's just making it easy on them and they don't have to do an awful lot because they're so efficient Do you think that decision not to take the three points under the post will come back to haunt us? Perhaps I was surprised that it didn't go for a line-out mall to be quite honest I mean it was it was set up for the referee has been 
he's not calling it one way or another no team has scrum dominance where penalties are being given up so it was a strange call um, it was good to see the ambition but the execution was, was poor ok folks that's it we'll talk to you again in 80 minutes somewhere in eastern Italy everyone is gathered around a screen or a radio set in Treviso just waiting for this to finish because they'll qualify if Connacht don't get the win here they, 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 they will it's a big day for them huge for them a huge blow for Connick Bordeaux from the base of the scrum little kick coming into the corner from the first man out it's marked in the 22 by Tiernan O'Halloran I wonder did he have time to play that well he decided to mark it and get his forwards behind him and then belt it downfield from inside his own 22 and that's as good as you could hope for from Tiernan O'Halloran he's got that to halfway Daryl Leader's asking for a bit more from the touch touch but he's not going to go any further than that line out to Bordeaux just inside their half the field Three minutes and 40 seconds to go. Well, they've got to try to get possession back from this line. It's obviously for Bordeaux. It's kind of just have to believe that they can still get this job done. But they need some possession. They haven't had it in the last couple of minutes. The game's just drifting away at the moment. Police say the placement hooker, there's a throw towards the back. Risky throw, worked out okay. Gimbert inside to Desobey, who's in, in the inside centre role now in this second half. Gimbert from the base and Bordeaux have the ball bang on the halfway line right in the middle the centre circle they call it in soccer the intercept chance Jensen intercepted and Jack Hurley's going to go in Connick to go to score oh just like that the game changes they're in under the post with three minutes to go wow well I said they'd get one more chance I didn't quite expect it to come like that but they have seized that now take your time you've got a minute to take this conversion run this down great piece of hands there just saw the opportunity it was a lazy lackadaisical pass by Bordeaux they didn't know what to do they didn't know what they were actually attempting to do and uh, good pressure stick. absolutely up. push up forced to turn over it didn't look like Connick were going to get a platform to get the score you got the feeling if they had any sort of platform in the 22 such was the way the momentum was going they might have found the score but I think that's the only way they were going to find the score with it well, it was coming from that, but it was the f- I, I put that down to pressure, but I would also put some of it down to the fact that Bordeaux were not doing any... There was no belief in what they were doing. They were just passing it along, hoping for the best, hoping that the game would just drift down to the referee's whistle. doesn't work like that. Two minutes to go in Bordeaux, and Jack Carty's intercept try should be followed by Jack Carty's conversion to put Connacht into a six point lead he's asked the referee how long have I got he's taken every single second they get one minute and 20 seconds to take a conversion he's taken all of it he was looking at the referee until he told him you have to kick Connacht have to survive now and not concede a converted try in the next minute and a half they do do manage to do that they're into the quarterfinals hearts will be broken in Treviso Rob 40 seconds to go Connick ball 15 metres outside their own 22 after that restart Connick lead by 6 points and they're trying to play down the clock 30 seconds to go Bordeaux think they've got a turnover unplayable ball it was in the mall so the crowd will boo but they're absolutely wrong because he couldn't give a turnover the only thing he could give is a penalty was it a penalty William? No Rob because he didn't give one (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't a penalty that got very messy Uh, the wavelengths broke down between Connacht there they weren't all sure what they were doing but they're they're just about ready to uh, the clock has stopped with 11 seconds to go so 
But you would imagine when the when the referee restarts the clock, it'll take 11 seconds for the scrum to form. So the challenge here for Connacht to get to the quarterfinals now is one clean scrum, steady ball at the base for a couple of seconds, kick to touch, and Connacht have won. Job done. Easier said than done. Matthew Burke, Johnny Murphy, David Dond, Dominic Robertson McCoy, backed up by Gavin Thornbury and Quinn Rue. They've been on right through. Have they've a played, long game with a, little, with a little help from the back row. Blade to feed in. We have gone to 80 minutes. Massive moment. Can Connick secure the victory? Blade feeds into the scrum. It's a steady scrum. We have 80 minutes. Out it comes from Blade. And Connick are going to win. 33 points to 27. They're into the quarterfinals. My word, though. They left that late. So, Emmett, 80 minutes. Connick 33. Union Bordeaux Begley, 27. Jack Carty pulls it out of the fire again. Yeah, for the second week in a row, we've rolled our luck to victory. Like, that was... We made a lot of mistakes, and uh, Carty just read, read a pass beautifully, ran through, juggled the ball. You know, you wouldn't want it too comfortable or anything, but he, he got in, and he got under the post and kicked it. And, uh, yeah, we just we saw the game out. We put it up our jumper, then inside our own 10-metre. And uh, thank God for that. Great stuff. Um... Wrote a look at times, uh, made some poor decisions, but uh, Jack Carty's in the form of his life now. Um, it was just, a, just the way he turned that game around on his own was, was just fantastic. Absolutely, and, and Blade as well, when, when they both came on, there was some serious energy put into the performance when they came on. They are, they seem to be buzzed to be in the Ireland camp, and they're right to be, and they're in great, great form. There's a lot of learnings from this performance now, especially going into Cardiff next week. They have to tighten up. They absolutely have to tighten up. And there'll be squad rotation now because of the selections for Ireland camp. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, there's a great rendition now of Fields Vatten I go up. That's it. So, over and out from Bordeaux. Au revoir. Au revoir. We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at conaclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to conaclan.com for all your supporting needs. Back here in the back of the stand, Lindy McKenzie's joined me before we link to the post-game interviews. What a game. Yep, I said it. It was their get-out-of-jail card. They've used it up. They can't afford to do it again. Well, even if they... Ha- well, let's hope they might don't have to put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One will use it, yes. but uh, it might well be the only one. Here is Andy Friend chatting to both myself and Lily, actually, uh, underneath the stand. And then you're going to hear from Quinn Roo. Uh, we're also going to hear a little bit from Joe Worsley, who's now coach of... Bordeaux, William Davis was talking to him and we're going to hear from Tiernan Allen. William, you, you got a couple of interviews in there? Huh? Yep, yep. Um, Joe Worsley's not very happy. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Where will we put that in? The, will we put that first? Let's put that up front and centre. Here's Joe Worsley, followed by lots of happy Connick guys. Joe, William Davis, Kobe Bay FM, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Um, head coach at Bordeaux, season going very well in the top 14 and was it a case today maybe just Bordeaux didn't have quite enough to play for? Um, no, everybody was very annoyed in the change room because we all appreciate that due to some poor decision-making, we lost the game that really, really we should have uh, put to bed. Congratulations to 
on it, qualify, qualifying. And they've been the standout team we played against in this pool. But regardless of that, we're still very annoyed at um, eight minutes to go, in effect, throwing away a lead when we're on their try line. And was that a case of just Connick putting a little bit of pressure on or maybe did Bordeaux continue to overplay? Did they overplay a little bit at the end? Could they have tightened it up and just closed it out? Yeah, listen, I think it's pretty evident to anyone who knows anything about rugby that in the situation we had there, you, you take the points, you wind down the clock, you don't take risks that could lead to interceptions, you don't take risks that could lead to uh, the opposition getting the ball back in a position where they can score. And out of Europe now, but the top 14 season is going really well for you. You've got a huge game against Agen next week. So can you put a game like this behind you very easily? Um, obviously, it's going to live with us for at least the next week because games where you get beaten deservedly by an opposition who's better are one thing, but uh, games where you could have won like that are very annoying. So no, I'm very disappointed. Um, sad for the boys. I mean, they were angry with themselves. But yeah, next week's a different, a different week. Happily, though, that's the way rugby goes. There's another week to put things like that to bed. Joe, thanks for talking to us, and we hope to see you again in Galway at some stage. All right, Andy, friend. I, I think I finished the commentary with just wow, what a game and what a finish. Yeah, it was a great finish um, for us, but we put ourselves under a lot of pressure, and that's, yeah, that's an area of concern. We, we've talked about the last few weeks now. And we just talked about it inside there. You know, we've got three big rocks. One's our tempo. We are playing with tempo. One's our physicality. I'm really impressed with some of the physicality, our, our tackles, our, our you know, double hits, and, and the way we're carrying in the line is, is really good. Um, but our last big rock's our accuracy, and that's the area we're just letting ourselves down with at the moment. And uh, you know, as, we, as we come now into these really important games, not that the previous ones weren't, but we've got to make sure we're more accurate. Because when we were today, we looked fantastic. But too many times we, we released pressure on the opposition through simple error. You've used 43 players. You've got to the quarterfinals. First of all, that's something that makes you extra proud, I'd say, of, of, how they've, of what they've achieved in this competition. Yeah, it really does. You know, and two first caps there today. You know, and I know people can look at us and say, why the hell are you putting out a first cap? In a, in a quarter-final playoff. And I said, you know, our message to the boys today, quarter-finals have come one game earlier, fellas, because this is, this is sudden death now. Um, but we, we trust the squad and we trust the young blokes that have been training their backsides off and, and they're rewarding us, which is good. So the flip side of that, though, is a lot of the precision and accuracy that we saw through some of those Pro 14 games dropped off. Then. Yeah, and that's, you know, part, partly that is, you know, we talked about actually through the week, there was a bit of a cry of, you know, we've got new combinations, and I shot straight back and said, they're not new, we've been training for six months. So, you know, let's not allow ourselves to fall into a, a safety blanket of having new combinations because it's easy then now there is an element of truth they are new combinations and under pressure and under this pressure and you know for young players to come in in first caps it's you know there's a lot of uh, the, the speed of the game is different there's a lot of pressure out there so but they're learning all the time you've got to put them in the furnace or in the fire if you want them to you want them to be tougher we've spoken about the fact that connect in every game this season have gone into the final few minutes with something to play for it first time all season under your leadership where the, the team seemed to be dropping their heads as say as bordeaux went into the corner for that line out it, they, they found character from somewhere. Yeah, they did, you know, and that was the other message that went out there with um, with about five minutes to go. Just, you know, message is, 
believe in our systems, trust in our fitness, believe in our systems, we'll get this job done. You weren't worried that the heads were dropping? No, we, listen, I was more worried in the first half. I was cranky at half time because um, the heads weren't dropping, but we, lulled, we got ourselves into feeling sorry for ourselves and our body language wasn't good. So at half time, the message was, you show me that, you're off. Okay, you get your body language. We're a fitter football team. Um, get your body language up and do not show the opposition you're tired at all and have, have belief and, and confidence in what you're doing. And listen, I thought Quinn Roo was outstanding there today. You know, first time as a skipper for, for Connett, uh, starting anyway, and uh, scores a try, just never, never stop shouting, never stop working, and I thought he was brilliant today. It's sale now, again, over there. Yeah, uh, so we don't... We know what's coming there, don't we? We've yeah. had two games against them already, so back back to Manchester, and uh, that'll be exciting. It's great to have that on the radar, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, you know that's there now. That's a um, one that will, uh, you know, at the appropriate time, we'll, we'll turn our energy and focus towards that. But uh, great to know we're in a quarterfinal now, and. Um, See what that one come, what you, comes of that. You guys let everyone kind of just have their own message. There isn't one message coming out of Connick, but Quinn Roos just called this season to find next week against Car- Cardiff. That's from his point of view. Do you feel that yourself? Yeah, it is too, because you know that's that's the next competition we mm-hmm. want to get in the top in the top three with um, you know, be, be in those playoff games. So uh, we know Cardiff. Our pool's very very tight. Um, we're currently sitting equal third, uh, and everyone Ospreys ourselves, Munster, Cardiff. Glasgow all now um, vying for, for crucial wins and bonus points. So, uh, you know, the, the pleasing thing we got this, or the news we got this weekend, five players away with the Irish squad. Uh, so that'll uh, that'll mean other blokes have got to step up. But as you said there before, we've we've managed to blood a fair few players this year and we'll have some headaches to, to select the right team to go and play this right, weekend. Right now, Andy, are you feeling like you're ahead of where you could have hoped to be? No, I think we're about where I thought we'd be, to be honest. I thought we'd be in a quarterfinal. I would have loved to have a home quarterfinal, but we didn't. Um, yeah, we got five wins out of six in in, uh, in the European Challenge Cup, but we didn't get those early bonus points. Uh, so we've left ourselves now with you know, coming second in the pool. In the Pro 14, we're coming equal third, so that's about where we've got to be in order to, to be there at the tail end. So I think we're on course of where I thought we'd be. Um, you'd always like to be a little bit higher if you could, but... Uh, yeah, we're about right. You heard the fans there. There's about 300 and packing on to trans back into the centre of Bordeaux. They're happy. Thousands at home are happy. They, they didn't let you down in the stadium. <coughs> they never do. You know, they're always there. The Green Army mm. marches on and uh, you know, their voice, as soon as they break in the fields of Athenry, you know the game's going well for us. So great to hear that. And um, yeah, couldn't, couldn't be happy with the support that we get from the Connacht fans. Tiernan, that was a pretty insane game of rugby, right from the first whistle. Yeah, it was. Um, look, we knew coming over here was going to be a tough task. Coming away to France is always tricky. Um, and I think, you know, maybe a small bit of complacency creeped in in that first half. Um, anytime we score, you know, a really good, well worth try, and we, we'd let them straight back in with a silly mistake or, or just a lapse in concentration. And, you know, with a French team, if you let them back into the game, they'll be there all day. So that's what we did. But look, I think it shows the resilience that we have here as a squad and, and the relationships that we're building that we can finally get over the line because I've been involved in a lot of games over here over the years and, and we've struggled to get over the line and bounce back from, from the mishaps that we had tonight so um, it was great to finally get, to, get the result in the end a Big defensive effort around the 70th minute and then a length of the field try it's, uh, it's the sort of stuff that you, you hope that you can pull off but you're never going to be completely sure Yeah, exactly. You know, those couple of stages between kind of 60 and 70 minutes where we just seem to make mistake after mistake and 
you know, a lot of times you can drop your heads there and just, you know, get caught up and let it frustrate you. Um, you know, I think we were two scores down, but, you know, we stuck in. Um, you know, we, we were giving each other taps. We were saying, next job, um, focus on what we need to do. We, we backed ourselves and we can get, that we can get back into the game. And obviously, like I said, we put in a big defensive effort to get the ball back. Uh, we basically scored a length of field try. Momentum's back on our side again. And then obviously Jacko gets the intercept at the end to, to cap it all off. So um, to cap off a good, a good week for himself as well. So, um, yeah, I think, look, we're uh, a bit relieved at the same time now. I know, I think, you know, we felt we were probably played the better rugby at times, but we definitely let them in and um, we felt relieved to get the, the final result tonight. And you just sort of, you park this one now, don't you? Because this, I mean, it's the end of March, there's a lot of rugby to play between now and then. So a trip to Sale, which is probably a bit strange to be playing one of the sides you played in the pool, but that'll just be another one-off game when it comes round. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's that's not our rugby, um, but at the same time, like you said, that's parked for us now. Europe's parked. Um, we've got a massive game next weekend over in Cardiff. You know, we all know, I suppose, how big of a game that could be in terms of the rest of the season. We're both very close to them in the table in one place sitting between us, so um, running no illusions how tough that's going to be, um, which has been a you know a really tight games over there the last couple of years as well. So, you know, we'll recover well here um, over in France. We'll get back Monday and all eyes will be on a on a huge game on Saturday before the break then Quinn Rue I'm sure an honour to be captain in Connacht today but it's going to be very memorable as well because that was some some comeback it's going to go down in history yeah um, I think we should stop trying to win games like that make, we're making it really tough for ourselves but uh, yeah great credit to the lads we, uh, we, we found a way at the end and yeah it's great to get a win away in France against a real physical team so yeah very proud of the guys and real proud to be captain today yeah Great start at 12-3 though it looked like it was going to be a whole other type of game it's hard to believe that from that position you went from 9 points up to being 8 points down Yeah we definitely need to be a bit more clinical when we when find leads to that uh, we made a few silly areas and they got back into the game but uh, as I said we find, find, found a way at the end and uh, really proud to be, be a part of that What are you thinking though when they have a line out 5 metres from your line leading by 8 12 minutes to go how are you starting to contemplate what this means? Yeah I think that's, that's where the, the real character kick in and we showed some serious attitude there today um, getting the ball back five metres out and then getting that try was serious uh, character by the lads and yeah really proud of that Jack Cardi fairly pushed up and got a nice intercept yeah uh, he, got, he got it there for us uh, uh, today uh, but uh, yeah as I said massive effort before that from the lads defending our own line and then got Jack got over the line and got sealed the win for us there what was it like out there compared to a Pro 14 game what would they like as an opposition uh, it's a bit more forward orientated it's a bit slower but um, uh, our pack did a good job today I think uh, but uh, as I said there's, there's loads of room for improvements yeah We'd be critical, and we were critical during the commentary of all the mistakes. Like, would you be in there, kind of frustrated with how you played overall? Like? Yeah, to be honest, we were. We we haven't played our best rugby yet, and we we get we winning games, so we need to be a lot more clinical. Uh, especially next week, we have a serious game against Cardiff, so we'll have to work on that during the week. I'll be asking Andy Friend about this, but 43 players he's used during this competition to do that to have yeah. such a amount of players within your squad being involved and to get to quarterfinals. That's yeah. probably really satisfying. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's where we've come on heaps and bounds over the last last season the last few months getting players in and out fitting in seamless and uh, getting still, still getting results so yeah massive credit to Andy for giving everybody opportunities and even more credit to lads for using those opportunities huge crowd here today to support you, you gave them a great reception awesome yeah it's awesome to get those uh, it makes, makes a big difference for us so yeah we encourage them to, to keep on doing that it gives us that big boost that we need towards the end how big is this Cardiff game next week uh, season defining to be honest I think uh, it's going to be huge for us. Uh, we have a few lads going away on camp next week, so we have a few lads slotting in for us, and we need we need to do a really good job. Cardiff has a serious team, and it's always tough to go and play there, so we'll, we'll have to be switched on this week. Alan, you kind of jumped into the crowd after the game. Uh, there were bagpipes. It was, it was kind of one of those scenes that you'll remember for quite some time. 
Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, there was a, a local um, pipe band in Bordeaux who had piped us in at the start of the game, um, then got up in the stand just below where we were commentating. Most of the clan were in front of them. So there was a bit of a battle went on between the fields of Athenry and the pipe band, and the pipe band ended up winning and then marched them out of the stand and all the way out the gate. It was brilliant. Like, I think I tweeted a photo out on it. It was uh, great to see. Speaking of fans, Alan, we have loads of stuff up online on Galway BFM Sports Twitter if you want to go back over the story today because Alan was chatting to fans beforehand as well and uh, among the fans he got to give their predictions, a couple of sets of parents, I think, well, at least a dad of one of the players, Jack Carty's dad, Ted Carty, and you caught up with some very special parents who made a huge trip for this game. All the way from Australia, the Horwitz mum and dad of Dave Horwitz who were just delighted and mentioned the fact that the only way they can ever hear anything to do with Connacht is on Galway Bay FM and the Craggy Rugby podcast. Wow and what's beyond belief William and I kind of like this because I, I like my crazy travel but my god it's crazy they travelled 72 hours they're over and back for a game it's like they're just popping across the channel but they're going over Australia. Yeah, even better though Dave Horwitz didn't know they were coming they just walked into the hotel lobby last night and he hasn't seen them in six months because I was talking to him briefly down there and they're flying home tomorrow. That's incredible. Lindley, you're from that part of the world. The thought of coming over for one game and shooting home, you've got to gotta have a lot of dedication for that kind of trip. Well, I suppose if my son was playing in a major match and I could and I could afford to Lindley doing it actually. <laughs> and I could afford to do it, I'd definitely be on that plane. I, I think I'd do it for just if my team were playing in a major match, never mind any of my uh, siblings or family. All right, that's enough of that. Um, what what to? What what else do we have to talk about? Not really. I mean Connacht just won thirty three twenty seven to get into the quarterfinals coming from eight points down in the last six minutes. Yeah, so we're away to sail again, so we're back to Manchester, a chance to try and improve our dreadful record in England. And if everything goes right and everyone wins and we manage to win and Bristol manage to win, we'll be welcoming Pat Lamb to Galway for a semi-final. That's if Bristol beat La Rochelle. That'd be amazing. Well, to Dave, as much chance of beating La Rochelle as we have beaten Sale, to be honest. Yeah, good point. I had banked our win over Sale. I know, all jokes no, aside. I disagree. I think we've got a much better chance of beating Sale than they have of beating La Rochelle. <laughs> On the bait, Lindley, can I come back at you a little bit there? On the basis of some of the calamitous effort we put out there today, you'd be worried, wouldn't you? Or do you just take that down as all the squad changes? Yeah, uh, look, it, look. last week Connor didn't play particularly well either, but they he got didn't. over the line. And, you know, I've always said it's a mark of a reasonably good team that can actually do this. That doesn't necessarily... In the old days, we used to think of Connor had to be 100% perfect because we all strive to be 100% perfect. Only people like myself get there on odd occasions. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but no, but you know, I, 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 I have every faith that Connacht, at their best and on their best, as long as they execute, could could overcome Sale. I, I have absolutely faith in them. And Niall is convinced that Sale are going to be on the way down at that stage. That they've been using their squad so much that by the time they get to April, they'll be just too shattered. Yeah. They only use three subs against us. We know their first fifteen is. Incredible, but like on paper, below that, still good players, but nothing to the level of some of those players who start for them. It's kind of an unusual top-heavy team. You don't see that too too often. Well, I think it's the, just the way uh, Steve Diamond has set them up. I think he, he accepts that he doesn't have a big enough squad. Mm. Um, look, Connacht could have a whole load of injuries by the end of March as well. This tournament, this just stops now. 
they've they've their past. All they'll be thinking about now is Cardiff. They'll start on Cardiff on Monday. Mm. That's a crucial game. Europe is put away till after the Six Nations. Mm. You don't know who's going to be playing in the Six Nations. You don't know who's going to get injured. Connacht have a lot of other rugby to play before that game comes around. And then it'll be a knockout game. The one thing you can probably say is they'll be the favourites to be under pressure. Well, maybe at, at times they've, they've done well under pressure in games and sometimes they haven't. Uh, I mean, we're only here because Bordeaux sent a sort of a second string team over there and managed to win. But I think that was more because Joe Worsley was looking for a performance out of them. Uh, they certainly didn't. He doesn't. He didn't seem to feel that his team gave him much of a performance today. Um, it was just a very odd game. It was at times it was almost emotionless and it was hard to get involved with. Yeah, even the kind of fans in front of us didn't have much to latch on to until those closing stages. Yep. But if you stay in games and you stay in Europe, that's what you get. You get these opportunities to just uh, have a finish like that. It reminded me of the game in Grenoble a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and this time it wasn't against a young car coming up short this time it was Jack Carty just getting over the line and you're like fine margins I'm just looking at the patch of games Lily like it's Cardiff next week and it's enormous and we'll talk about that in a second and we'll have a midweek podcast on that as well two week break and then it's the Cheetahs at home Glasgow away Ospreys at home as far as I know two week break again a bit more Six Nations action then it gets even super interesting at that point Bennett on Treviso at home a trip to sail a trip to Parma to take on Zebre and the home tie against Cardiff and the away tie against Munster so that's what the season looks like from now throw in possible semi-finals after that and all sorts of drama and hopefully playoffs and Champions Cup qualification and all that but for now it's just on the horizon as we said to Andy Friend and our listeners heard it, it's something that he can bank and I think he really is happy that it's there yeah look if you think about if you think about Connacht as a team Connacht as a team is now on the way up there are a lot of teams that aren't. There are a lot of teams that are stagnant. There are a lot of teams that are on the way down. But Connor as a team has, has made huge strides as a squad, I should say, rather than as a team. It's made huge strides this season in terms of, one, developing its players, 43, as everyone has said, used used during the course of this year. But also, the, I, I, I really think that the selection of the players on the Irish squad, on the Ireland squad, is a huge, huge bonus for Connacht. It I think you could see it out there today with Canaan Blade and Jack Carty. And the more that happens and the more these Connacht players get that recognition, the more they're going to puff their chest out and they're going to perform because they're actually now leaders on the Connacht field. They're not babies anymore. They are leaders. It's the self-belief it's given them. Absolute and utter self-belief. We were doubting whether they could win that game. They didn't. They didn't doubt that they could win that game out there today, even though there were two scores down with seven minutes to go. They still believed they could win it, and they did. Okay, I, I still think there was a certain element of just a bit of luck, though. <laughs> well, you, you, but you got to keep to get the luck. You have to keep playing. <laughs> they looked pretty beaten when they were walking back towards their own line, and then they just got a break. Yeah, they did. But the thing about it was, you want to oversell this, like. Yeah, but if you look at the way Bordeaux tried to close that game out, they were a bit gutless. Players didn't want to take any responsibility. They just wanted to pass the ball along the line and get the other guy to do it. And that's why Jack Carty got the chance. Yeah, I agree with that. They didn't know. And deep down, they didn't have anything to play for. And maybe they were thinking, well, so what? Um, maybe that's why I refer to it again. Maybe that's why it took Joe Worsley so long to come out of the dressing room. And they were all coming out of the dressing room in ones, looking a bit crestfallen. So there might have been some sharp words in there because they kind of let themselves down right at the end. Whereas Connick didn't let themselves down in the end. So, I guess from that perspective, the the forty three players we've mentioned a good bit, but it, it is it is a key point because we've qualified out of this group with 
for the use of 43 players and that's no harm because it's going to get attention and it's getting attention from Joe Schmidt some people are awful worried about whether the national media covers, covers us well, the main point is Joe Schmidt's paying attention who cares after that yeah look the thing about the 43 players and not to overplay it but I mean it really is the first time I can actually ever remember a Connacht squad using so many players in, in in the space of a short number of games at the start of a season. And I think that's just a huge progress. It's huge progress because of the faith that one the change was when the academy players then started to train with the senior players. Once upon a time they were always kept they were kept separate. They're now training with the senior players. So their their levels are are improving massively. But the fact is that they're actually being introduced slowly into these matches and faith is being put in them because of the way that they perform at training as well. And the only way Andy Francetti needed to see a couple of players today, well, he did get to see them, but he w- but he also had in reserve Jack Carty and Caelan Blade and the yeah. experienced players like Owen Griffin on the bench. But he also brought on Johnny Murphy at a scrum in our own half and still had the confidence to bring him on and Johnny Murphy performed incredibly well Connick's last uh, sequence of play William and you highlighted Dara Leader one of the most difficult restarts to take you've seen for ages you said it yourself and I'm taking words out of your mouth brilliant from Leader to, to secure the restart then they ended up getting possibly slightly fortunate scrum or it was a mess anyways, but they got the scrum and then you're packing down with that young up and coming front row and they do the job yep and that's that's key to the success it's all put together from from small things but the leader take was important because one more step on the way down and he's in touch and then they've got an attacking line out and it was a it was a real mixed bag from Connacht today dare I say it was a curate's egg of a performance (laughs) it's coming back but it it was that sort of performance and they'll take the the, the, look they, they will examine when they do their analysis, they'll be looking at certain things. They'll be wondering why certain things happened. Certain decisions were made. Overplays. David Horowitz had a couple passed at the wrong time. Not taking three points when they're eight points down and underneath the post. Yes. Uh, Still can't get past that one. Gavin Thornbury got caught. He went looking for a ball at a, a, at a rook. Line-outs at key times. Yep. Um, and, and that's what they've got to get better. But you can fix all that stuff. As long as you have the right the right approach. And I think what Lindley's saying there, and I, I agree with her about the 43 players, is we've heard a lot about this in the past in Connacht about squad rotation. We're going to rotate the squad, and then they never do. And even when they used to rotate the squad, you always felt it was being done without a great deal of faith in it. I think they really have faith in these players. They, they watch them, they look at them in training, and they feel that when they're asked to do the job, they will do the job. They're not perfect, but then if, if every player played a perfect game nobody'd ever score and every game would finish nil nil and he was uh, Andy friend said to us afterwards he was going to start Con- or he was going to have Conor Fitzgerald on the bench but for an injury to Conor Fitzgerald and then he had to call Jack Carty away from uh, was it a holiday was he hoping to be on Jack Carty Jack Carty was obviously yeah, he was supposed to be on a holiday with yeah. his with his uh, girlfriend yeah. <laughs> that didn't work out so um, but what did work out was he scored a last minute try so I feel like he'll feel better uh, all will feel better about that that he, he got called in but it wasn't a case that he backed backed up yeah. you know he didn't just say oh I need to have Blade and Picardy on the bench in some ways he was back he was trusting Fitzgerald but for injury yeah, as the as the lights start going out, we must be the last other people bi- in here. Let's do any other business for the lights. Can we can we say this much? Right, we got Cardiff to come quickly around the table. Massive game, huge, huge game. Um, Midweek podcast coming up on that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cardiff are, are what five points behind Connacht at the moment, and Connacht are going over there with a return match to come later in the season. So Connacht, even if they get a losing bonus point over there, would be huge. They really are flashing the lights here and telling us to leave. Um, yeah, yep, there are lights. Yeah, we'll manage anyway. All right, we'll manage. We've all got lights on our. T- We've got. Yeah, we better. We better move. We did, we did get once get locked in Rodney Parade. Uh, just to say, Thursday evening uh, in Murty's, we are having a event. We're going to be talking to Matt Healy. We're going to be talking all things Six Nations, and there's going to be a draw for two tickets for England or Ireland versus England in the Six Nations. So uh, do come along to that. Have a look on their Facebook page, and we'll put up the full details on ours as well. That sounds brilliant. Any other business? Not much time for it, but I will say this. Connacht have kind of just under talking on the pitch. A lot of people worried during the Challenge Cup about getting attention for Connacht in national media. They're not wrong. They should get more attention, but they're going to get more attention when they keep playing like this. And Joe Schmidt is paying attention, as I've said already, so that's all that really matters. Anything else to add? We're paying attention. <laughs> we very much are. Yeah. You're, you're going to Cardiff with William and Lindley. Yes, yes, we are. We're um, off to do a bit of commentary over there. Yeah. Alan on co-commentary, William on full commentary. Is that correct, William? Yes, that's the plan. We're looking forward to it. 5.15 next Saturday afternoon at the Cardiff Arms Park in that slightly ramshackle stadium with that really odd artificial pitch. He hates that particular artificial pitch. It's a tough place. I don't, we haven't had very little. We've had little success there since, I think, was it Eric Elwood kicked a yeah. six? Well, Tiernan O'Halloran had a drop goal win. As yes, well in there, yes. We've had very little success there, so we are due some success there. These This team, depending on, we don't know who's going to be playing it. We don't know who's going to be available at this stage um, with the island camp, etc., etc. So, listen, I think they'll just celebrate tonight and I'm sure back on Monday morning they'll be looking looking at uh, who's going to be available and, and trying to get that vital win in Cardiff because it would go a long way towards achieving Champions Cup. It would be huge. Picture the scene. The lights are off in the stadium. Lindley has the torch on in her phone so, she, so we can see ourselves here as we record the last few seconds. When that torch goes off, we're going to have to find our bags. William's taking a picture. Let's all smile. Will the flash work? I don't know how this is going to work. Everyone's gone home or all of the Connick fans are having the crack in Bordeaux. We're going to try. Are we going in for a bit of crack in Bordeaux? Oh, yes. Have we earned it? I think we've earned it. Yeah, a bit of, bit of tear gas. Oh, my God. We didn't even the mention. Manifestations. The manifestations. More protests. Follow us everywhere. And it's pretty serious. The riot fans are out and everything. Let's let's just hope we all look. You'll hear from us Wednesday, hopefully. They're all Connacht fans, Rob. They'll be in good form now. Chaos. Thanks, folks. Talk to you soon. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Side.